like a trusted turnout jacket you've had for years. Flex 7 outer shell fabric delivers a perfectly broken-in feel on the very first wear. Flexible, comfortable, and powered with the strength of Enforced technology, Flex 7 outer shell fabric is made to move. To learn more, visit tenkatafabrics.com slash flex7. Flex 7, powered by Enforced technology. Only from Tenkata Protective Fabrics. All righty. Well, good afternoon, good evening, or good morning, depending on wherever and whenever you are listening. I will once again start with gratitude and thank everybody for tuning in once again to the Perspectives on Leadership podcast brought to you by Fire Engineering. My name is Steve Shaw. I have the honor of being an assistant chief of Fort Lauderdale Fire Rescue. I'm also honored to be part of the fire engineering family as an author, a presenter at FDIC, and a host for this podcast. You all have a massive choice on which podcast to digest these days, and I am truly honored that you are choosing to listen to this one. Uh, chief Halton uh, passed away a year ago last month, and he once told me that FDIC was a tactics conference. And then no matter what we talked or uh, presented on or spoke on, whatever that was, we should always be focused on the tactical ways for our listeners and readers to model or deploy uh, these ideas in the real world. In his honor, I will continue to focus on the tactics as well as the concepts through this podcast. Uh, Perspective is my my passion, uh, my personal journey to, uh, as a student of leadership, I continue to be fascinated by how passion truly affects our ability, our perspective (laughs) truly affects our ability to lead. Uh, the goal for this podcast is the same as it always was in day one, to take a concept or concepts or traits that we associate with leadership and take a deep dive down those holes. Uh, there are so many great leaders in our fire service, and I want to be able to pick their brains and allow them to provide as many tactical, immediately deployable takeaways as possible to the listener. I'm grateful to David Rhodes and Diane Rothschild and the Clarion team, and especially my agency, Fort Lauderdale Fire Rescue, uh, for allowing me to continue to have this platform so that I could do my part in passing it on to my brothers and sisters in the fire service. So first off, happy new year to everybody. Um, I continue to, I, I want to continue with gratitude here and thank all the listeners out there for all the feedback, the emails, texts, and phone calls that I've received over the past year since starting this thing. And um, it, it's been amazing. Uh, you have my word that I will keep doing my best to provide value uh, to this, this, our brothers and sisters uh, in the fire service. And I thank you for that. Uh, this is a special episode. So I've been wanting to do this one for a while now. First off, uh, it's the first time I'll have two guests with me. And secondly, uh, though we usually cover leadership or a trait or an ideal, I think we'll end up covering multiple uh, of these uh, as we discuss an organization that we should all be very familiar with, and that is the Fraternal Order of Leatherhead Society or the Fools. It's highly likely, if you consider yourself a student of the fire service, that you've attended uh, training events outside your home agency, that you've attended a Fools event or two, uh, the Fools have been in existence since 1995. Uh, since that time, they have conducted thousands of classes and over, I think at this point, have over 7,000 members worldwide. It's probably more than that at this point. Um, and I guess I'm a little spoiled being in South Florida because uh, I, I know nothing but a strong chapter. And the South Florida Fools, um, they're always doing something. I've been a member for many years now. I've attended multiple events and have been honored to have been asked to present or teach at several of them. Um, I've also seen how some of the other really good chapters operate. I recently presented uh, at an event hosted by the New England Fools and was just floored by those who attended. 
Uh, the attendance over there over three days combined with the total focus of, on each presenter was amazing. And I can go after story after story of this. Um, so tonight with me, I have two of the founding fools, John Bart Simpson and returning to the podcast, Walt Lewis. So before I start getting into a few questions and a few things that are on my mind, I would love for you guys to please introduce yourself. So um, uh, Chief Lewis, you were here before. Uh, you want to introduce, get yourself started, please. So my introduction, just go back to the previous podcast. I didn't see him. You're good to go. Uh, <laughs> no, he was very gracious in giving me a great introduction last time. My name is Walt Lewis. I'm uh, been in the fire service, grew up in the fire service as a kid, and then formally was hired on in 1992 at Paul Bay Fire Park, to which the guy above me was my uh, training officer. So a lot of what goes on in my life, I have a lot of debt of gratitude to him and helping me foster a great career. So John, thank you. Uh, and he just recently retired. I'll let him brag about himself here in a minute, but I'll brag about him for that second. Uh, been in the fire service since 92. Prior to that, I was a volunteer uh, for a couple of years at all our fire department, where a group of us who are now working in Mount and Orlando Fire Department all collectively worked together. And if you told us back then who we'd be now, it's incredible where you have to take you in this wonderful business of ours. And it's a lifelong word, not a occupation of service. And it has, it's very fulfilling for me. So I'm very thankful. And I currently serve as a assistant chief for the Orlando Fire Department, overseeing operations of a ship, which uh, will probably finish on my career. I'm looking forward to the next couple of great years. And uh, thanks for having me on. No, thanks for being on again. I, I appreciated our last conversation on servant leadership. I took a lot of notes from that. And even today, still use a lot of that content we had discussed uh, on my day to day, to be quite honest. Not to blow your skirt up or anything, but the, you left me with a lot to to, to Digest afterwards. So every compliment's twenty bucks. For all. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna yeah. be broke. Have the night's over. Um, so Bart Simpson, sir, please introduction. Um, I started my fire service career just like Walt back in the volunteer days. I started. I grew up twenty miles south of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, in uh, with the Peters Township Volunteer Fire Department, uh, which is now a combination department. Uh, I moved to Florida in '88. And I started to work for Palm Bay, um, and then I became the training officer in Palm Bay, which that's where we ran into Walt and, and some of the other guys, and uh, worked there for nine years, and then went over to Osceola and with a short stint in Titusville, and then back to Osceola, and I recently retired with almost 24 years in Osceola. So um, a long time in the fire service. So uh, well, I had the luxury of when I was a kid growing up by being taught and mentor um, by people who loved the fire service and everything else. And <clears throat> once I got bit by the bug, it's never left me. So, um, you know, kind of eat, drink, sleep, fire stuff. And actually the, the funny thing is, as Walt talked about the Malabar fire department, I am now a member in Malabar. Yeah, uh, kind of going, kind of going back, and uh, they're they're a combination department now too, and starting to get busier and busier every day. So I give them a shout out too. They're they're really making some strides there. So it's uh, I haven't left the fire service, and um, you know, kind of going back, slowing down a little bit, but uh, enjoying it. Gotcha. Well, uh, hap I'm I'm happy that you uh, I guess quote unquote retired, uh, but. Yeah. Uh, I'm happy you're still involved. Uh, it's wonderful to have you and, and both of you guys on here to have this discussion. I, Like I said, I, I was looking forward to this one. And as I was thinking about this one, as I was prepping for this, my mind went to a few things. And the first one was, as we talk about the fools and hopefully the origin of the fools, 
was the concept of necessity is the mother of invention. And all of us have benefited from the benevolence and the training that the fools have brought uh, brought us. But my, my thought is, well, where did this drive to develop this organization come from? What was the necessity that drove that creation? I'm excited to dive into the origin story uh, as we have this discussion. The second thing I was thinking of is the idea of getting out of your bubble. And I mentioned this before we started pushing the record button, but I'm embarrassed to say, but I was well into my career when I actually found out more about the Fools and what they were doing and the, the benefits they provided and the fact that some of their founding members were literally neighbors to me up in the North. And I was like, how did I not know this? So it was a reminder that I wish I got out of my bubble within my own agency a lot sooner than I had and attended classes and whatnot. And maybe I would have had more classes under my belt. Maybe I would have met you guys a lot earlier than I did. And I, I, I'm just, I guess I'm saying that out loud is to the listener here is to not only keep encouraging those that are listening to contend, uh, attend the conference and whatnot, but bring other people, bring those people that you see as upcomers that have that spark, bring them and get them involved. Mm-hmm. The third thing is, I think a succession planning. I mean, having been to so many of these fools events, yeah. these are phenomenal ways to get other people involved. And many of them are local, many of them are very close to the different places. Uh, I have, I personally have many times brought a newer person with me to a class um, and have had other up and comers actually co-teach with me during fools classes. Uh, and we often talk about successful planning and maybe how we are maybe in need of, of getting better at it, but this is one of those ways that you could do that. And it's not that difficult. I mean, whether attending and or teaching at these events, uh, this is a great way to, to do that in terms of uh, part of succession planning. So that all being said, um, I want to really do dive into this this concept of where this started from. I really think about that. I, we all know the training you guys provide, the benevolence and all that brotherhood, and it's wonderful. But I really am curious, where did this start from? What is What, what was going on in the mid-90s that led to this being a thing? Please break it down. <laughs> kind of. Why you want to start off? Yeah, kind of my my... My remembrance of it was that there was the the five or six of us. We always hang out together. Um, we had leather helmets. Um, somehow we all got connected um, with being in the, the Brevard County, South Brevard County area. And, um, you know, we all hung out. Um, we used to go to Mike Gilbert's backyard to the St. Michael Tropical Paradise Bar and always seemed to show up after a while with our helmets and everything else. And I believe Mike Stallings, if I remember right, came up with the acronym. Uh, it was written on a napkin or a paper towel <laughs> and um, said, yeah, we're a bunch of fools. And, you know, once he wrote it out and everything, it kind of fell into place. And I think the, um, you know, the big thing was, oh, we're going to have a fools convention. And what, we got 30 or 40 of us together, Walt, to go to that- downtown Orlando to go bar hopping. And it, it kind of picked up in central Florida. And... Um, Kind of it conduited throughout after that, um, you know, kind of grew and, you know, again, some conventions um, and, you know, kind of fast forward back when um, September 11th happened, um, the, we, we were kind of like the information people because we had, we had friends and brother fools that we kind of, we were kind of, you know, you were our friend and you hung out with us. We kind of passed out fool's cards for a while, but, you know, they had the same likings in me that we did. And, um, you know, we kind of saw that um, the brotherhood and the tradition of the fire service was slowly starting to fade. And, you know, we wanted to keep that alive 
not only with the with the leather helmet thing, I think that just happened to fall into place with the acronym, but we started to kind of see that fade and to, to you know, we, we surrounded ourselves with like-minded people that, you know, that were a big city fireman or old time fireman. And, you know, we kind of got into some of the traditions and the pride of the fire service and, um, you know, it, it expanded. Uh, I remember a historical um, convention in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, Walt should probably remember that too. Uh, I think we Most had what, two fire truck loads of firemen riding down I-95 one night, um, which became- Share to, share to tell more of a Elysian Dan Moran. Yes. Yep. And um, <laughs> um, I'm trying to think uh, who else was there. Um, from the back page of fire engineering, and I'm having a brain fart too. Um, uh, uh, well, at the time, that was uh, the, the Tommy truck. Did you make that one? Yes, Tommy. Tommy Chief Brennan. Yeah. Yes, Tommy Brennan. I remember that we were around the pool at the hotel, and I don't know if the bagpipes weren't there yet or we didn't have anybody to play bagpipes. The next thing, we were out by the pool telling stories, and he jumps up grabs the chair and throws it over his shoulder and goes marching around and we're all following him around the pool and he's acting like he's playing the bagpipes. Yeah. So I believe that was 2003, you know, um, and then it just kind of, kind of progressed on from there. And so, so I've been throwing a little bit of uh, origin history too. So where the fool's part came from the name is, so, so Barb was a great influence and he really put a lot of motivation into myself uh, one of my best buddies, John Ennis, uh, a couple others from Palm Bay Fire Park to go learn more about the fire service. You know, fire school is called minimum standards for a reason. It was back then. And then Mike Stallings and several of us that were motivated to be better firefighters. And many of the guys we worked with called the schools for spending our own money, wasting our, spending our own time to go take classes when fire department should teach us. Well, little newsflash, if you wait for the fire department to teach you everything you need to know, you ain't going to learn all. You've got to take some initiative. And if you want your career to be successful, you've got to put investment in. So they'll learn that relief from that guy right there, like from others. And we started taking classes. The guys are calling us fools. Well, I took that. Mike Stallings took that thing as a badge of honor and figured out an acronym to fit how the fool worked. And in Mike's backyard, Mike Gilbert's backyard, we came up with the idea. Would it be awesome if we had conventions and meetings and did all these things and it started to ruminate and grow? And then uh, you already talked about the Hampton in it. Yeah. So at F FDIC, uh, we had a meeting in the base of 2000. At F the year 2000, FDIC, we had a meeting down the basement and the Hampton Inn, which housed all the instructors. Now, Bart and a couple of guys were already teaching. A couple of us were shadow teachers. We were just the adjuncts, you know, help do this and grab that and do those. And But we were engaged in FDIC since we owe a lot to uh, Bill Manning and to Diane uh, Rothschild and some of the old senior members of the FDIC staff that had us engaged in the fire service. We're very motivated. And at that night party, we, we put out there that, hey, we're going to have a party Wednesday night because there really weren't much for nighttime activities. There was the Tuesday night instructor dinner. But other than that, you went to one of the bars and hung out with your friends and that's it. So we capitalized on Wednesday night, meet us for pizza and beer, free pizza, free beer till it's gone at the basement of the IFN. Mm -hmm. And we, we all chipped in a hundred bucks each and we bought as much pizza and beer as I would make. And that lasted an hour. And then we had to run around and grab another butter crumb siege. <laughs> and we ordered more pizza and a lot more beer. 
And we had filled up that place, standing room only. And that was more or less the first school's convention whatsoever. Uh, and then people started gathering. And then when 9-11 happened, we were a great clearinghouse for information. People that, had, that have gone missing, that are people that are okay. And that really helped us. And we did not want to capitalize on the incident to propel us. It just worked to that fashion. Okay. So we were very quick to help uh, orchestrate that we were not interested in being a uh, an agency for sale. So we were approached several times to sell our membership list and we turned it down. They probably could have made a lot of money doing it. Mm-hmm. Never had. It's still gone. But uh, that was our uproots. And every bio, every soldier's got a different memory of the battle. And that's my little bits of uh, our star output. Uh, that brought us to moving forward. And then when we started growing to a point where we, we couldn't really keep an eye on a lot of the other chapters that were out there. Ocean City, Maryland, their fools group up there, called back to us and said, hey guys, we, we got a couple people that are really not really the model we're looking for to be fools, and, but they want to join. And you know, if, if you allow us to govern ourselves up in this area, we create a little chapter, we could take care of things and take a little bit of the pressure off of your plate because you're being the hundreds. And that was the start of the first chapter outside. We followed the IFF model and started chapters elsewhere. And they were number one. So kudos to them for getting started in that fashion. And that helped us create the executive board. Because at that point, we were just trying to wrangle with cats every day and keep up with membership cards and sell merchandise. And, but as a fledgling organization, that's what you do. You need to grow. Then you got to have the trust and the planning to push it out there. And that's what they started doing. And then we started incorporating more members that really helped propel the agency or the, the the organization toward what so it's it's interesting how well first of all i love I, I love hearing these stories i think that this is just the this is one of these firehouse kitchen table stories you know this is one of these you go to the bar at night and you're talking about the history and the tradition and just listening i can imagine you mentioned a couple of the guys in the back of the truck i happen to know one and i think i'm just i'm imagining them on the back of the, of the engine i'm gonna have to talk to them about that later on but i i love the origin stories i love that this was just literally an idea written on a napkin and I guess my, my first question is, did you ever think it would be what it is today? I didn't. Was that off? No. If we had made it a Ponzi scheme or some sort of a pyramid scheme, we'd have made money. <laughs> but uh, what motivated us, though, but I've been playing firefighters long before us and long since, love the business that we're serving. We just have to put a name to what that passion can be found. Well, you know, in doing that, and I guess I guess my, my where I'm going with the, the next statement is, you know, a couple of things you mentioned here, you were hanging out with like-minded people. You, you had a group of people that you just yeah. you just seemed to synergize with and it just grew and it attracted a groundswell, it attracted a following and you were able to just keep going with that. Um, and you're right, you weren't about the money. It wasn't about making a business, but when the, the time was right, when the opportunities presented themselves, you, and whether it was, you had the opportunity to, like you mentioned 9-11 uh, with the information you were able to provide by still making sure people knew that it wasn't about that. It was like... It, you were you were there when it was needed. You created something that it was it was a time that was needed, and you were there for that. Um, and I guess in terms of like the growth now, like as you were growing after an eleven, as you kept growing, did you run into any hurdles as you were starting to create this? Were there any challenges, any roadblocks that you were having as you were trying to grow this, or was it pretty simple? I think it's part of the problem was it started to grow too rapidly. Hmm. And, and FDIC, I'll throw the plug out to FDIC because back in back in the days, we were all kind of get together before it moved to Indianapolis. And most people don't know that it used to be in Cincinnati 
where we called it five days in Cincinnati. And, you know, so I was lucky enough to be able to get to bring some of these guys with me there. And then when we moved it to Indianapolis, you know, definitely had, you know, um, the streetcar there to, to get the word out about the organization. But then it started grabbing or growing so rapidly that, um, you know, like Walt said, it, you know, that we had to do an e-board. Then we had to come up with bylaws and, and things like that and, you know, chapters and, and all that. So, and the, the, one, I think one of the hurdles, if I can throw this in, I'll let you go in a minute. Um, a lot of people thought that we were like the union. They considered us another union. And we, we said, no, we're not a union. And it was for all members of the fire service, whether you were a fire chief or a brand new firefighter, that, you know, this was the organization for you to, to learn and the pride, honor and tradition and training of the fire service, you know, and we took a couple, couple kicks at us a couple times that, you know, people go, oh, it's, you're taking the place of the union. The IFF got their, their um, uh, little upset or offended. And, you know, we told them we're not part of that and we're, we have nothing to do with the IFF. You know, because you could be volunteer paid, you know, whatever it was, it was open for everybody. And it took a little bit for some people to understand that, too. But we were also labeled a cult at one time <laughs> out, out in uh, Sacramento. So, um, yeah, we had uh, the Sacramento guys were doing their thing. And then they uh, somehow the uh, newspaper girl got involved in that. But um, yeah. that didn't work out too good for her. So, uh, we thought a lot of things, but ultimately, when we could explain it as a fraternal organization that supports brotherhood and training, and the brotherhood firemen uh, supports all of what is good for the fire service and is the shot in the arm that many people need, then it seemed to rest a lot of the troubles that people had. But we legitimately got calls from the union, the IFS executive staff, asking us to almost cease and desist. That we were violated. We'll put you explained it something like, oh, he does it right. So mm -hmm. that calmed down a little fears. We also ran into some problems with having those remote locations and no oversight. Mm -hmm. uh, pulled into some occasional lawsuit considerations uh, that people were filing against each other and naming us as parties and entities, thinking that we were a bigger organization. We were. I said, dude, if you look at our bank account, you ain't making any money. Mm -hmm. So that absolved us for some of those troubles. But some of that was uh, you know, personality conflicts that turned into lawsuits amongst them. Not something that really engaged us, but that growth going quickly. I really needed some people to help manage the organization. When you develop something, you start a company, you start family, you need some sort of plan for growth. Yeah. And uh, we, we did not expect it to grow like it did. But uh, Ellen Brown, when she came into it to help be a membership coordinator, was fantastic. Her husband was a captain down in Hollywood. She was a police officer from there. And uh, she was phenomenal for helping us grow. Mike Dugan for helping us give it some insight on stuff that was some of the things you don't know, you don't know, or give us some good, wise wisdom uh, was phenomenal. So we, we avoided some problems, but these, we never seek out issues. We never seek out any problems. Uh, we always want to be able to help anybody along. That's always our mission. It's a fraternal organization uh, that seemed to finally wrestle on problems. So, and that's one of my next questions is, you know, and again, I go back to what we were talking about and, and kind of what we were talking about even before we pushed the report button was, I only know some of the, the better, uh, I guess the more 
not not popular per se, but the places I've been and the, the the fools chapters I've seen, they're doing something right. They're doing something right, and I'm spoiled because of South Florida. Um, we've had a good trend. Uh, Mickey Tovexkis just from Miramar just gave it to Max Lashin from Tamarack, and he's got some ideas. And they've been able to do things like coordinate with the Fire Chiefs Association, the sub training group for tr- uh, the training subcommittee group, and they've been able to ramp up the amount of training and all kinds of interesting things. Um, and then you look at like. Rusty Ricker over in the New England Fools and what they're doing. And it's, it's freaking amazing. So uh, what, what works? In other words, if you have a chapter, first of all, what makes that chapter work? How does it function? What makes, what generates those good people that want to come to training? What gets that ground? So what does that look like? Well, well. okay. So it's like any uh, agency or organization. When you've got activity, it's going to stay active. Uh, I use our pipe band as an example. Mike Sullins is our, also our pipe major. And, uh, you know, like many of us, we do a lot of things. So we have a pipe band, that pipe band as well. Uh, the downside is when we took our weekly practices and made them monthly, and then we weren't getting together exactly monthly, bi-monthly. When we had less engagement, we had less engagement. So since we weren't coming every week, and we missed maybe the every month practice, it was two months before we saw each other. And then when it was every three months, it was every six months if you missed one. Well, guys like Rusty are very passionate have a lot of great following, have a bunch of guys that help them out too. So he'll be quick to point out other people that are always helping make things happen. This just thing just happens to be his president. But definitely there are model. But years before, Palm Beach County Fools were doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Mid-America Fools, the Chicago Land Fools, Southside Fools. And there's so many organizations, but it's a lot of it's cyclical because a lot of passion. It's very exciting. It's new. And then you kind of hit that plateau. And then people have families. They get promoted. They yep. retire and reach somewhere. And then some of the it declines. So you need that lifeblood to try and keep it up and moving. But if you know you're going to have a consistent meeting, it's going to continue. That's where Mickey really succeeded. Was get the meetings back on the map. But Palm Beach County Fools are coming back to life by uh, Lindsay Mullet. Really bringing some people in and doing some tra- we're doing some training down there in the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And it's engaging stuff and it makes it want to be what the fire service should be. And the people get drawn to it. And the good people that want to go. And like you said, Hey, I'm going to this thing. Why don't you come with me? And you bring somebody mm-hmm. and fire them. That's what helped me. And then later on, in my career when I needed it, that was the shot in the arm to help me keep moving forward. It was there's other people like me that I can talk to that help me carry through when I feel frustrated, dejected. I'm not alone. And that's where the fool really propelled at the beginning was we had this love and passion. But when I'm working with a bunch of people that this is there's something to do, not necessarily be a great fire fund. That there's it's a connectivity for other people to want to be great at this job and learn from all kinds of people and make it better for myself. And if nothing else, it, on the smallest scale, it's a selfish view of that it makes me a, a better chance of coming home to my family. And if it's that, it's probably better for my coworkers. And if I care for them, whether they care for me or not, we're all going to succeed. Got it, John. What are your thoughts on that one? Um. Like uh, trying to keep people engaged, and that's that seems to be the the harder thing now with society is keeping people engaged and everything else. But I think that's the key to the secret is just that the the very active chapters are constantly doing things. So there's constantly something for them to do, whether they're going to meetings, trainings, or you know having. Um, you know, a little meeting with their and training together or whatever, just to get everybody together. Um, I, I think that's uh, 
the important factor of having um, upbeat people and um, keep keep pushing the chapter. Just like Walt says, numbers go up and down, up and down. Um, but you see the the South Florida Fools, the Treasure Coast, um, and some of the other you know the New England Fools and stuff. They're constantly doing things, which they're constantly have a good uh, group of people, good core of people and keep spreading the word. And eventually, you know, other people are like, Hey, what are you doing tonight? Well, I'm going to the fool's meeting. Why don't you come with me or whatever? We'll go have a beer there. And, you know, then they're surrounded by people who, and it's, you know, the new word is it's okay to love the job. And we knew that a long time ago, but it, it's still, you know, some people, and I came from a department that have to play department is like, that's a paycheck. They're waiting to go out the door at seven 30 and they don't want to be back at seven 30 two days later and, and everything else. And yep. um, you just got to keep that activity up and as strong as you got to um, be strong willed because people are going to beat you up for it. And just kind of how the, the name started, Oh, you're wasting your money to go to these classes and stuff like that. But, you know, just like Walt said, you know, I want to come home to my family and we want our our brothers and sisters to come home to their family. And that's that's kind of how we stay engaged is, is keeping involved in it and, you know, keeping like minded people together. And it can it can it can breed after a while. You know, it might take a while to get out of that little bubble. But, um, you know, they keep seeing these the chapters and people you know doing things you know, not only just doing training, but meeting and getting together or, or doing things. Um, you know, there's many events that they donate money to and everything else um, that to help people in their community and, you know, other larger, other larger organizations, the National Fallen Firefighters, things like that, and the, the, you know, the cancer foundations and, and everything else too. So... So, yeah, with that we've had chapters be involved in burger camps, um, like Bart, the, the, which is the guys of the Central Florida Fools. Once a month, we're cooking me- cooking meals at the Rolla Ballads. That's Just phenomenal. Cool stuff. Fishing tournaments, raising money for guys that are hurt. Lots of stuff. Not just training. Not just showing up. Yep. So when we had moniker for a little bit of, oh, you're just a beer drinking organization. <laughs> well, we do a lot more stuff. But we also like to drink beer. One great way to get a lot of people together when it, there's going to be some sort of drink involved. But that's not the whole premise. A lot of it is good service. And there's a lot of good things that it's been engaged in. You know, you, you just answered kind of what I was going to go with next. First of all, everything you're saying here is is, is not only specific to what we're talking about here in The Fools, but in life itself for so many examples, whether it's a church group, whether it's a Boy Scout troop, whether it's your organization, whether it's the engagement part. And you just you just spelled it out and explained it very beautifully. Where it's not just training. There's so many other things that this organization is doing in terms of being benevolent, in terms of the fundraisers and the activities. So I think that this right here, this conversation is important for people that are listening because the engagement is not just training. It's so many other things. And when we're talking about like teaching, for example, some of the best teachers know how to mix up and mix the content up, not just lecture, not just they mix it up in such a way where it keeps your attention. And that's, I think, what you're describing here, which I think is brilliant. The other thing is you said you're constantly doing things. I, I can't t- – I always go to, even in my department, how there'll be something 
whether it's a newsletter or an initiative or whatever, it starts, it goes for maybe a short period of time, but if it's not consistent, it just, just fades away. There's nobody to keep going, that they lose interest, the seam is gone, and then it just goes away. I see a lot of those. So I think the biggest word here is consistency. I, I, I like that we're covering this. Um, but John, I think you said one of the most powerful things. You know, someone asked you, like, where are you going? And you said, well, I'm going to a fool's meeting. Why don't you come with me? I think that right there, that plus one mentality, the idea of finding people and bringing them along with us, whether we see them as up and comers, see them as someone that's going to be a little bit more involved or somebody maybe that's right at that, 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 that point where they could go either way, you know, like they're off probation, they're in the, 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 the jam of things and maybe they're starting to lose track and maybe they're starting to see the recliner or someplace where to hang out. Maybe they're just not having that fire anymore, but Maybe something as simple as saying, hey, I'm going to this training or I'm going to this event. I'm going to something. Come with me. That could be the, 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 the linchpin. That could be the switching thing that gets that guy or girl mega engaged. So this, <laughs> it's a good conversation that can be expanded upon. But I love that we're, you're talking about that because there's so many other examples of this outside of what we're talking about. Um, and I know you mentioned a couple of things, but can you go over some of the things that else the fools do? I mean, you mentioned a couple, but what else are we talking about? I know that the training is obviously one of my favorite things and one of the things we're known for, but what else do the fools get involved with? Um, well, we, of course, we have an annual convention for the international and um, you know, to bring everybody together. And that that's one of the biggest things. And I'll throw the plug out this year. It's in June in, in Louisiana. So we're going to go up there and sweat a little bit. But uh, it should be a good time. And, um, you know, just get involved even with the community or, you know, our part of the thing is that we, we, tr we want to take care of our brothers and sisters, too, as, as Walt um, talked about. You know, we do things for our brothers and sisters and, you know, make sure if they're ill or there something happened to their family or whatever, you know, and a lot of times it doesn't even matter if they're a fool's member or not but the fool's chapter steps up to the plate because of that whole brotherhood thing that kind of we formed the, the organization on, um, you know, it doesn't matter if you're a member of the fire service, you're a brother or a sister to us. And whether you're a member of the fool's chapter or not, or the international, you know, that's, that's our thing is to take care of our brothers and sisters in the fire service. And that kind of goes along with the whole, you know, bringing them into the fool's chapter. And, you know, we've had situations like that happen where, you know, a chapter might take care of an um, injured firefighter who wasn't a member, but he's kind of, I don't sad to say or weird to say, but he's seen the light, seen the light of what, what the fool's is about and what the organization's about. And, you know, you know, flip the switch in their head that, yeah, I need to be involved in the fire service. And, um, you know, we've had some friends that late in their career, that switch finally, finally um, kicked in and they understand what the fools was about. And, you know, and they're getting involved late in their career. But, you know, better late than never. But, um, you know, it's, it's just about the brotherhood is the big component of it, not only doing training. And that's something we'll talk about uh, before we close. But, um, you know, taking care of each other. You know, our society has changed so much and, you know, you, you look to see how many people are committing suicide and things like that. And, you know, 
I'll, I'll throw Rick George under the bus because he's told me many a times that the fools saved his fire service career. He was ready to get out of the fire service and he got involved with the fools. And, you know, he was down there when I believe that we had one of the conventions and everything else. And he really saw what the organization was about and what the other side of the fire service, because we have so many different things going on in the fire service today, you know, and all the politics and, and, and everything else that people lose sight of what their fire service really is about besides going to fires and saving people and things like that. Um, but that's, you know, that's what the fools was founded on. And that's kind of what we, we want to stress or, or push to is, you know, we're, we're there, we're a brotherhood organization. And when we use the word brotherhood, we do include the sister sisters in the fire service too. There's many, many, um, you know, sisters in the fools, you know, but the, the term brotherhood kind of, we encompass everybody in the fire service. So. Now, of course, I mean, we're not exclusive. It's, it's, there isn't anybody, as long as you care about the job, that's all we care about, mm -hmm. is that you care about the job and want to do a little better. And if you don't know much about the job, we'll be happy to show you, teach you, lead you. But there's so much stuff, there's other things that we do. So it's also an information clearinghouse. Hey, uh, we're starting our new high-rise SOPs. We got a couple of big buildings being built in the town. Can anybody help me out? And you put that on the Facebook where we had the Facebook uh, thread. You could get on there and you get bombarded. Here's my email set it to you and you get bombarded <laughs> with emails from that. So now we have different mechanisms to ask out. But yeah, so you could share what we've done. Hey, we're going to go with a civilian paramedic transport program in our agency. Now you can go through the Florida Fire Chiefs Association for that and you can go through the IFF and a couple other agencies to ask for this. But you can also go over the ground level, which is most of a lot of our members. You, know, you see some fire chiefs, but the dominance of our members are mid level to lower uh, rank firefighters that are in the organization and they can give you the genuine street knowledge on stuff. So that's a big help. Um, training is a lot of the stuff that we keep touching on, but if a lot of it's also free training. So it's not, it's going to cost me a thousand bucks to go to this class. It's free. And sometimes people are denouncing because ah, it's free. What's the big deal? No, it's free because I love it and I want to share it with you or I want your insight or, Hey, I'm, I'm about to give up the first time presentation at FBIC of this and I want to practice it three times and I need your feedback. Yep. So there's a lot of value to it and a lot of it spurs conversation. Sometimes that conversation spurs change. That and the other thing that we're going to talk about is helping out the fellow firefighter that's in that harm's bad way. Sometimes some agencies don't have enough people to have a benevolence organization. You know, Fall Lauderdale, Orlando, Osceola, we're big enough entities that we could have a benevolent association because we have enough people, collectives, and some other people that can carry that torch. Not everybody can. But when you've got a fool's chapter that's regional, now you do. You've got a group of people that can, everybody can take turns bringing a meal to the hospital and help them build the wheelchair ramp and doing stuff that helps our people. And sometimes we do roadway cleanups. And sometimes we do fishing tournaments. And so the sky is the limit. There really shouldn't be anything that prevents a chapter from having something good to represent the community or do something. It's uh, really the limiter is time. And we're also... We've learned this the hard way. All of us on the e-board have learned this the hard way that we need to spend time with our family as well. So we love the fire service, but it's it's being together with also who's at home that we want to make sure that we give that right proper amount of time so that we don't lose ourselves. Mm -hmm. so, um, so, so there's a picture of family behind. We see a picture of John, some family members, and stuff connected to me. So, but uh, it's, uh, we love this job, but 
there's a lot to it. No, I think I throw something else in, Steve. Yeah. You know, in our in our conversation here, that you know, it kind of you know, I know we're on a leadership podcast, but kind of the fools, you know, kind of um, how do I want to say, you know, kind of I don't want to say prep people for leadership positions, but maybe give them that little bit of leadership to guide them in the right direction so they can make their decisions better or become a better fire officer or a chief officer and all that. You know, I, I know a whole lot of, I'd like to load up a bus full of fire chiefs and drag them to the fool's convention and fool's meeting and tell them, you know, this is what the fire service is about. Yeah. I know you have to deal with a whole bunch of other crap, but you know, a lot of times they lose sight of their, their, what their members are doing and, and things like that, and what the fire service is really about, because they're honed in on, on their particular duties or, or their department, and they don't see what's going on in the in the, uh, the fire service community outside their department. And that's one of the things. Like Walt said, we have the luxury. We've got people all across the country, and there's a couple. I think there's a couple chapters now in Canada. Um, guys that are in the military, and um, you know. Uh, that are overseas, they have chapters and and everything else. Um, and that's kind of in our conversation that, you know, I thought about the whole leadership thing that, you know, kind of <clears throat> maybe we're kind of guiding them into a leadership role or giving them a good foundation for a leader, you know, a leadership to be. It's interesting you say that because I was talking, I was texting back and forth with Rusty Ricker today from from the Northeast. And I was telling him we were doing this and he was kind of giving me some ideas of things that I needed to ask you guys, some of which you already already covered in terms of like the impact that fools can have. And you mentioned Rick George, who uh, who is very vocal in saying that he loves telling people that the fools did save him. And that's a very impactful statement to make from a guy like him. Um, and you also mentioned a lot of the charitable organizations and affiliations you have. Um, but I think that and while you mentioned this in terms of and to, and to your, what you're saying, John, in terms of creating leaders. I think a lot of us know that the people that are teaching or part of the training bureaus or instructing in some ways often find themselves taking that route up. And this is a breeding ground for leaders. So when you say that you have those individuals that maybe are trying a lecture or, or co-teaching or involved with the training cadre, that's exactly what we're talking about. You're inviting those people to be part of a group. They're start, they're doing it right. They're starting from the ground. They're starting to learn it. They're starting to get involved. They're starting to teach, not jumping right up to the main instructor. They're learning. They're paying their dues, essentially. So, mm-hmm. I, I, again, I'm going back to the training aspect of things, but what you're doing, what this organization is doing is giving these folk an opportunity to pay their dues, get the reps in, make the relationships, maybe mess up a time or two, make the mistakes, and just build. So that is leadership. So I'm glad you, you mentioned that. Um and again, from Rusty, Rusty was always talking, also mentioned that, you know, some of the areas with the volunteers and career and their, and their combination departments, it gives them the opportunity to to kind of have a stepping stone, kind of get involved in, and they begin making the decision if they want to stay as a volunteer and do their primary job or make the transition to the fire department as a career, a firefighter. So everything we're talking about is essentially a lot of it is leadership. And it's wonderful that you're we're making these connections. Um, But let me ask you, is, was there anything that, as you as you watch this grow through, I, I guess it's almost been thirty years, is that right? So since twenty six. So as this grew, is there have there been any surprises that you didn't attend on? Like in other words, you didn't expect this to happen, but you're happy you did. 
I, I think it kind of goes back to the growth thing, you know, and, you know, when we were, when we were traveling around to FDIC and, and all this stuff and, and all that, you know, yeah, we, we wanted to do, we had our, our, our mission statement, I guess, but, you know, again, we never, we never figured that, you know, at one time when there was, I believe 10,000 members across the world. Now we're about, if I, if I heard right, the last one was about 8,500 to 8,800. And that's still, that's still a large, large group of people. Um, and like we said, I, I never imagined to have, you know, chapters and have a full e-board and, you know, um, having, um, you know, uh, district trustees or whatever you want to call them, district reps, and that we've gotten so big that, you know, we kind of have somebody coordinating the different chapters and in the regions and things like that. And, you know, I think the growth to me is the biggest thing that, that never expected that. Awesome. Yeah, I'd have to second that. Just, uh, and also give a tap on the shoulder from a group of people saying, hey, at what point do you guys want to take a back seat and let somebody else fund the organization? Because that really had to cross our radar. And then we, we passed the helm to another group of individuals to help run the leadership. And it's tough. It's like taking your 12-year-old kid and giving them to somebody else for raise, and you're still going to watch them. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's like we, we built this thing. It's really cool. But those guys have the same passion and vision, and it was the right thing to do is give them the keys. But still sit there and be an emeritus, and we still enjoy that that uh, that honor. Um so and, and now it's you know, so it's shot through Eric DePoto as the first president after uh and anybody on eboard and then it went to Rich uh Richie Sat with Chicago and then now it's on Bennett Flagel. So it has got a couple of generations and now I'm at a comfort level. So seeing that growth and then seeing them adopt another great plan to help manage it. And then John talking about that large number of five, ten thousand credit well, we did a little clearinghouse, a little inventory control. I was truly a chapter. Mm. But uh, back to the leadership part real quick, most everybody that's teaching a leadership program in the fire service is a pool snow. A Villo, Salka, Lasty, all, all, almost every big name. Mm-hmm. So it, it, because they love the fire service. Yep. And it's not because of us. It's just they happen to be along to. Yep. So I was speaking to, to Max Lashen from Tamarack, who just t- took over for uh, Mickey to Texas uh, for the South Florida Pools. And we were speaking of a couple of things in terms of his new position. He's excited about it. He knows he has big shoes to fill, but he's got some ideas. Um, but he asked me also pose a question on if you have agencies that are struggling with camaraderie and tradition, what would you suggest to, what would be your suggestions if you had those individuals who work for departments who were struggling with those things, whether fools related or not, what would your recommendations be? What would your thoughts go to that when you think of that? I, I would say, you know, you know, um, a lot of departments are having that problem these days. But, you know, I think maybe if he, you know, reaches out to those those departments or those people who are within those departments and go, hey, you might be upset at work or whatever or not know what's going on in the fire service. Come over to the fools and we're here to help you and we're here to help you. You know, yeah, you might have to go to work unhappy tomorrow, but this is why we have this organization. And again, maybe once we spark that fire within them, that they can go back to their organization and, you know, spread the fire a little bit more 
And then, you know, again, as they advance through their fire service career and go, hey, I, I remember what the what the fools told me and taught me and the people that I surrounded with and what the fire service is really about, then maybe they can make that that change within their organization to, you know, yeah, we got a lot of problems at the department, but let's let's focus in on why why we joined or why why we got the job here and what the fire service is about and you know kind of take them away i guess calgon take me away a little bit from uh <laughs> some of these young kids don't know what that yeah, is not right i was thinking everyone know what that means <laughs> <Free housing>. yeah. <laughs> old guys old guys will remember it but you know take them out take them away from that atmosphere for a little bit and give them a breath of fresh air and give them that little bit of spark that might be ignited you know go back they go back and go hey joey you know you know you got to come down to this fool's thing and uh you know we meet once a month and all that you know and it's more than what our you know joe blow fire department's going on here this is what the fire service is really about and why why you know we are where we are and things like that to help create that or um, um prosper that that venture in their own department gotcha Any thoughts on that, Walt? I'd say the same thing. Snipe them one at a time. You know, find the one that's not soured, the one that's kind of looking for that direction. Find them, give them an example to follow, uh, lead them, and let them hopefully find a couple of the friends that they also have on the job. The young and show them there's another way. But exactly the way I couldn't say better than. And to both your credit, and it goes back to what we've been talking about. As much as training is one of the big things we're talking about, it doesn't always have to be a training event. That. Maybe that doesn't hit the cylinders of the person we're talking about. Maybe they want to do one of these volunteer things. Maybe they want to be part of an organization where they're taking a day out to like cook for the organizations we're talking about, or just be involved in a beach cleanup or a road cleanup or something that's different, but still very value producing or, or, or that they, that they oh, give, you know? So yeah, yeah, then there's a lot of avenues for that here. So that's, I'm glad that we're, I'm glad we're talking about this. Yeah, bring, um, bring them free. You know, it start off with that. Start small. Yeah. So why don't I mean, dude? You got and, and you got to start one at a time, and that's how that's how do you need an elephant one bite at a time, one person at a time, same thing. Um, so in terms of like you know, we talked about a lot of the good and a lot of the growth and whatever. Um, do you have any concerns like as the organization or as the pools keeps going and growing and more chapters pop up? Um, do you have any concerns? In other words, if you were talking to people that were starting new chapters or if you lessons learned to people, do you have any concerns that go through your mind as this continues to go forward? I think a big trend that I see and um, kind of watching is that a lot of people start a fool's chapter to do training conferences and they're forgetting about the other part of the mission of the fools. You know, they want to, you know, that's, that's the hot topic right now. Everybody wants to have a fire conference and everything else. And yes, training is a big part of, you know, why we started the fools. But we, we're and but we're forgetting about the other, the fraternal part, the brotherhood part of of the organization. And um, you know, there's been several conversations in the last year because you know, chapter starts and boom, they started today and tomorrow they're holding a conference and they you know they're trying to draw in all the fools members, but they're not doing the other things or thinking about the other. Um, reasons that the fools was founded and the pride honor and tradition and 
and taking care of the, each other's brothers and, and sisters in, in their in their chapter or their departments. But, you know, they're just focusing on the training and we want to have the best training training organization as we can. And that, again, I can't stress that, yes, we believe in training, but we, we're forgetting about the, I guess, the fraternal part of the organization. Well said, really well said. Well, what about you? Anything that keeps you up at night on, on as, the, as this goes forward and grows? I love seeing Dave Dabowski's emails in our in my inbox that another chapter is born. For exactly that. As long as it's for the right reading. Again, I'll uh, take it back to John's answer. I can't say it. I got you. That makes a lot of sense. That's a good way to start kind of closing this down. And I, I want to value your guys' time. and It's getting late and whatever. But um, that's a good way to start kind of, 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 of turning this down at this point. But I, I like that in terms of, of, of starting for the right reasons, for lack of a better way to put it. Um, cool. So, you know, we're coming to a relatively part of a close here. And I wanted to review some of the things that we were talking about. And I think this was really good. I, I really am thankful for you guys providing a, a background of where this came from, like for lack of a better way to put it, humble beginnings, you know, a, a group of guys got together, five or six guys got together, right? Some wrote some down on a napkin and expanded it and made it serious and look where it's gotten today. And it's always wonderful to hear that, you know, I think with six years left on that I have in Fort Lauderdale, I started thinking about the idea of legacy and the, the what people are going to remember. And you guys have definitely, along with the other founding fools, have developed something that's going to leave not only a mark, uh, with you guys, but just in the fire service in general. And it's, it's, it's wonderful to have this conversation with you guys. But it also it went over a lot of interesting things that I thought were very poignant statements in terms of surrounding yourself with like-minded people, which is what you did. And that just kept going and growing into what this is today. Um, I, I love that you said, if you wait for the fire department to teach you everything, then, <laughs> then good luck. <laughs> um, it, we, I love that, that there seems to be so many opportunities out there these days, at least in, like you said, there's conferences popping up everywhere, fools events everywhere. There's always opportunities out there to learn something new. They're not expensive. They may be local. So there's more opportunities than ever to expand your knowledge base, go to an event, build a relationship, or vice versa, invite people to be part of that, that group. And you guys mentioned a few of those examples. Um, I, I thought that it was interesting how you described how what your, some of your growing pains were in terms of the, the misinterpretation of what was trying to be done and that you had to just clarify as you were growing what your intentions were. Um, I love that we talked about the idea of engagement and constantly doing things to keep that momentum going. I think that idea of engagement spurs and so down so many rabbit holes and is applicable to so many other organizations, groups, committees. Uh, whatever you want to talk about, but that idea of engagement and not just in this case, the training, but what all you else you do to attract different types of people, to attract different types of mindsets and to keep things fresh and moving forward. And I think that's powerful for people as they're listening to this. Um, and, you know, I, I love that you mentioned Rick George. I, I think that I've had him here a couple of times and I, that the statement that he made, the fool saved my life. There's so much there. And I wonder how many more people have been impacted through the years at events like this, at some of the, the meetings, the gatherings, the get-togethers, how many people have just had that opportunity to see things from a different angle and now they're more involved than they were before. And with all that the activities have been done in the last 28 years, you know that's happened multiple, multiple, multiple times. Um, and, and as we're coming to a close here, um, the idea that, you know, going back to the beginning, you know, remembering the mission, remembering the founding principles of where you started from. And I think that's a wonderful place to start transitioning off and ending this podcast is remembering where you came from 
Remember where you started from, those founding principles. You, you can grow, that's fine, but don't forget where you came from. So um, I, I'm, just, I, I'm just recapping this. I'm just I'm looking at the notes. And I'm really glad that you guys were. I'm, I'm, I'm very, very honored, very humbled that you guys took the time to recap this, this growth and this organization that's done so much for us. Um, and as we kind of come to a close, are there any last thoughts you guys have on, on everything from pools or in general or whatnot? Go ahead, Paul. I'll let you go first. Um, you know, there's a ton of people out there that are maybe not the present organization or that are always trying to do something better. You know, folks like Becky Round, uh, I love her. She's awesome. She's uh, she helped run the last conference. Um, I met her at FDIC. Uh, just very engaged in and out of the fire service. But what she brings is another fresh set of eyes. She had a teacher career background and a lot of different stuff. And everybody brings something to the table. Uh, Shane Faria in Hawaii, uh, his passion. Now, it's all about a challenge. I mean, it's not so easy to get a meeting together when, you know, your different territories or islands. And you got everybody to come over by boat or by plane to get together. But guys like Rusty Ricker, who have a passion to help keep things moving forward. And they go back a ways. You know, the, the Palm Beach County Fools, John Ferguson, and Bruce Clark, and, you know, some of the guys of that are helping put things together. The West Carolina, there's so many good people that have been involved in the fire service. And uh, it makes me very proud to be a part of what it is and I'm very proud to be a part of the Fools. But again, the debt of gratitude goes to guys. I was a plus one. So John said, hey, why don't you come do this? And I ended up at the XC. My brother is a big influence in my life, and I'm eternally grateful because it's all provided for me to fulfill that in my life. And that is all. That is a, one of the biggest goals I would want to show anybody is we want you to walk out of your career happy for whatever trash you let into in your agency, frustration, politics, people that just don't treat you good, whatever reason. We want this to be the something that helps you feel fulfilled so that you are valued. Just, the community needs us to have that adoptive mindset so that we serve well. If, you, if you're not going to feel well about your job, you're not going to do well. And we want this to be a positive outlet for everyone. So I love to see how those chapters come through on an email, but there's a new group starting up, but they got passion, they're going to lead. And then uh, there's great people helping make that happen, like Dave, who takes the applications, puts it all together, sends them the bylaws, gives them some support, gives them a great message, and then is there to answer any calls that they have. And then Rob Fisher, and other folks that are Tony Gillen. I can name a thousand names, but everybody's so engaged. And those are people that I know that if I had to, I could call on and ask for help and they would get it because they're dedicated, caring people that happen to be fire. John, final thoughts. Um, kind of, kind of just thinking that, you know, I recently retired or semi retired, but you know, um, I still love the fire service, and I think, you know, I, I don't know where I would be now if it wasn't for the fools that that the five of us happened to get together and, and started hanging out and, you know, having these conventions and, and things like that. And it just, um, you know, I, I know I would be engaged in the fire service, but I don't know that I would be engaged the, like I am, you know, from the time we started till now. And, you know, really with a starting organization of, of really finding out, you know, um, learning to surround yourself with like-minded people. It's, it's okay to love the job. 
And, you know, there's a lot of people out there that, that do love the job. And, you know, the, the, the fire service, we, we've got so many things on the burner and so much crap going on in the world anymore that, you know, we need an organization like the Fools to, um, you know, to, to keep our, I guess, lack of better terms, keep our spirits up or keep our belief in the fire service. You know, um, you know some of the things that, that that we've seen in the last couple of years, you know, in my career and everything else that I never thought I'd see and people hurting people and things like that. And, you know, it's nice to have this organization. And if I, I got something bother me, I pick up the phone, I can call. Well, I can call somebody clear across the country that's a Fools member. And I feel like I'm talking to my brother sitting there. I can talk to them probably better than I can my own family a lot of times. So, um, you know, I, I think that um, the the organization and the fire service needs to stay focused on what we're, what we, where we came, as you said, and where we're going. But um, we got to keep those that uh, morale high. If you can't get it in your department, join a fool's chapter. You know, and certain, like we said, surround yourself with like-minded people because that'll carry you through your, your career, um, through your peaks and valleys of your fire service career. I know it did for me, you know, and I had a very dark day and that the, the fools of uh, international, you know, helped me get through that. Um, and that's kind of why that me and Walt and the rest of us that we like passing on or we want to carry that pass on that torch and, and keep people engaged in the fire service because this is the best job in the world you know where where can you go you know people are buying we walked in the grocery store the other day and somebody bought us breakfast lunch and dinner you know and we tried to tell them no 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 you don't have to do that and the guy goes no i'm ex-military or whatever i know what you, you ran on my my grandmother a couple of weeks ago or whatever and, you know, some people are like, oh, okay, yeah, we get a free meal out of it. But to me, that's that's pretty cool that people are recognizing us for the job that we do. And, we, you know, we don't show up like slobs. We take care of, of people like we should. You know, we do our best and, you know, put out their fires or whatever. And um, that's what the fire service is about. And we just need to keep that tradition of not only the fire service, but the fools alive. So kind of end with long live the fools yeah <laughs> no that's the real it is. if you don't want to like make sure we recognize the fools evil so you know it's john Simpson, of course and mike gilbert so they were like our elders they were our, our big brothers that helped us sit in the fire subs we gone and then kenny ireland mike stallings myself and then tommy redden so it would be the group of us uh catching together a little coffee clutch with beer clutch and then uh, that's what starting fools on the website, foolsinternational.com, you can see our picture on the bar, our helmets on, and that's a young version of us yeah. uh, getting together now to do the fine. But uh, those guys uh, have done, we don't talk every day, but it's like most firefighters, we can talk as then we just talked yesterday. I'm actually looking at the website right now. It's a great picture. Yeah. <laughs> <a phenomenal> picture. <laughs> So then, no, you're right, John. That's a perfect way to end. And um, but before I, I close this off, where what are you guys doing um, next? Where can we guys? Where can we catch you guys? Whether it's uh, conferences or teaching, where are you guys going to be located at? Well, I know your your program's filling up pretty fast. 
So we got the Dominican, well, we got the Dominican Control Program. We do that a couple of times a year around the country. Uh, Mickey Defexis, one of the guys you keep mentioning, he's in the group. And uh, we have a group of about 15 chief officers or command officers that are involved in teaching the aspects of command. That's everything, the biophysiology on up to the tactics and, and the presence of command. There's a lot of alt and a lot of interactive role play. It's not just a, you should do this and go, go, you know, go back to your agency and good luck. We want to instill a lot of the practice and burn in some uh, repetition. So, and John's helping us out with that at the Orlando Fire Conference coming up at the end of February, uh, which is a great opportunity to come up for some of those presentations uh, and just a couple of different aspects as throughout the course of the year. And one of my favorite things, and it's not fire service, it's military, is we're going to Normandy for the 80th anniversary of the D-Day landings. I went as a bike bike group back in 2019. Phenomenal time, wow. going back again. So uh, that's going to be really awesome. Um, saving my pennies and coupons and everything I got to do to make that happen. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's going to be an awesome trip. But from, you know, it's the same acts of service that they did then. We want to try and honor by playing the bagpipes for those circuses like we do for the funerals and promotion wow. ceremonies these days. Wow. So, that's crazy. But other than that, so uh, just taking shift as it comes. I got great chief officers I get to work with. I got a great boss. Um, we got a lot of positivity at our agency these days. Uh, I love what I have, and uh, I'll try and enjoy it as long as I can. What's going to happen to Walt Lewis afterwards, I'm not sure, but uh, we'll kind of go with the God method. You know, that'll probably be the right direction. I hear that. Yeah. And what about you, retired guy? Uh, in, <laughs> I believe in a week or so, we've got the Charleston Metro Fools, the EJ Memorial Weekend uh, in Somerville, South Carolina. Um, that's always a big hit. Uh, lots of Fools members and the, the Fools chapter uh, sponsors that there. Um, and then we've got some some other things going on. Um, springtime, uh, March, we'll be back down. Uh, our on-scene training family has a family in uh, Louisiana. So we go back to Thibodeau, Louisiana. Uh, so uh, that's, that's always a treat. And I kind of coordinate that and it's, it's interesting because I get phone calls. I want to go to Thibodeau. I want to go to Thibodeau. Can I go to Thibodeau this time? <laughs> but they, they, they um, and it kind of, that's, you know, the, the family thing, we consider them family and they consider us their family. So, um, you know, there's, a, there's everybody that, uh, pretty much everybody in um, on scene training are fools members. And, um, so and we're actually, uh, Thibodeau has an annual fair every year. Uh, which the whole community gets involved. So a bunch of us are going to be going down for that and, you know, kind of helping them out where they need to and enjoy the time. So awesome. All right. Well, thank you guys for your time. I know it's late, uh, but I appreciate you. I, I honor you. You're I appreciated for just passing on this knowledge. And I hope that a lot of the listeners are listening to this and taking a lot away from this. I know I myself have. And as I come to the end, I just want to remind everybody out there, um, FDIC is coming up. A lot of us will be there. Um, there's a lot of other opportunities out there for a tremendous amount of training all around. All you got to do is look online. You got to look around your backyard, ask your fire department, ask your training bureaus. There's a ton of opportunities out there. Um, in terms of uh, this podcast, uh, second Friday of the month, we'll be keeping this going throughout the year. I thank you once again for listening uh, from myself, from the fire engineering family. Uh, we wish you a wonderful 2024. Um, and I think that the last thing I'm going to leave you with is one of the words that Walt just left at the end. And that was to John was, I was a plus one. And I think that right there is is something that I, I want to make sure everybody's listening to because 
That's what we were talking about the whole night. Just starting with one, starting with one person who you know maybe needs a little extra, maybe needs a push, maybe you could be that next person. All you got to do is start with one. And I love that you you said that near the end. So, mm-hmm. gentlemen, thank you so much for being here. This has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having Thanks. us. Thank you for Penwell and for, for letting us come on. Always an honor being being with you. So, I, I love to do these because I get to see you guys, and I get even though it's not in person, virtually is is, is definitely something where I, I enjoy, and I get to, to to just shoot the shoot the breeze with you guys and talk tactics and talk shop. It's 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 a great way to start the year. Let's put it that way. Anyway, yes. um, thank you all for listening. Have a wonderful evening, a wonderful twenty twenty four, and we'll see you soon. Take care. Thank you. Thanks, Steve. Take care. Take care. Like a trusted turnout jacket you've had for years, Flex 7 Outer Shell Fabric delivers a perfectly broken-in feel on the very first wear. Flexible, comfortable, and powered with the strength of enforced technology, Flex 7 Outer Shell Fabric is made to move. To learn more, visit tenkatafabrics.com slash flex7. Flex 7, powered by enforced technology. Only from Tenkata Protective Fabrics. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.